police in the morning. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Hypothetical Movie. I'm Phantom Dark Dave. I'm B-Movie Paul. And I'm B-Movie Corey. And today we're going to talk about what if the 1980 John Carpenter's The Thing crossed path with the 1960s original series of Star Trek. Who wants to start? Oh, well, I, I wasn't sure exactly which, uh, which Star Trek we were, uh, we were crossing. So I was I was actually Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It was already predetermined. I was I was thinking like Jean-Luc Picard shows up. Yeah, I I was just thinking of <laughs> Captain Kirk because, you know, it, it it's fucking Captain I just, Kirk. Now, those are the two best captains, so we what could if, go either way or we could have, you know, a parallel universe. I would say what if what if Kirk showed up on the scene and then Jean-Luc Picard showed up? It's like, what are you doing here? You're not even in the right time period. We, we've discovered a very substantial threat to the human race in this time era. So we decided that we must intervene. Well, wasn't it uh, Star Trek Nemesis where um, the two cross over and everything? So maybe this is the ultimate. Uh, no, that was, um, that was Generations. Was it? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Star Trek Nemesis Trek. was the film that sucked. <laughs> ah, yeah, I can remember. I knew it was one of um, them where like, they, the two actually meet and... Yeah, that's the generations. That was kind of like handing off the torch from the original series to the next generation. But um, I had a theory to see if you guys wanted to play off of it. Have you guys ever watched any of the videos or read anything about the questionable ending of the thing? Um, Not that I can recall. Yeah, but I mean, they made a video game sequel to clear that all up. Well, we're going to try to go one podcast without video games, okay? <laughs> but I was thinking we can play off of, you know, you got McCready sitting there with uh, Childs, and it's questionable as to who is the alien now. And I thought we would roll with the theory that Childs is the alien now, and perhaps the uh, NCC-1701 Enterprise is flying by and just sees all the fire and explosions on Antarctica. And maybe that's when they beam down to help out McGreedy fight the alien. What if, what if they're both aliens now? That would be an epic alien battle. Kurt Russell would never become an alien. This much is true. <laughs> so they managed to get it on into the um, Enterprise. Like um, they stopped by like, what is going on here, guys? We're in the year. Whatever the hell year this is, here to save you guys from an evil alien that came from another time period. Well, what, what oh if like Shatner beamed down with some red shirts and then like <laughs> red shirt gets fall, trips over something and dies. Well, they would they would just like <laughs> end up like investigating things, and all of a sudden, you know, like one of the red shirts would come back and he would just be like acting strange, but then they would like beam back up, and then you got this red shirt that's actually a you know the thing on board the Enterprise. I imagine there's a scene where they're all like together. It's like, one of us is the alien. And then you see the red shirt like, ah, oh, shit. And they just shoot him like right away. <laughs> they don't even bother like testing. I have devised a method from which we can tell which one of you is the thing. Everyone take off your clothes and go to my bedroom now. And then Sulu's the first one to show up. Because <laughs> he's not wearing a red shirt. Is okay. Whoever is is clearly an alien. Doctor Sulu, you weren't even on this mission. How could you be one of the alien things? Ooh, my. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. That's perfect. 
So typically in the original series, anytime there's anything questionable, they usually have a trial. So are you saying that uh, there's no trial on this one? They just straight uh, pull phasers out and blast away? Shoot, the, shoot whoever's wearing a red shirt. It's, it's like a red shirt fight. And so did we determine that um, does the Kurt Russell character or Keith David character die? And that's why a red shirt gets infected? Well, you said we don't want to rely on video games here, so I'm going to remain silent here or else I'm going to piss everybody off. I'm going to go with Kurt <sighs> Russell does not die because he's Kurt Russell, so it, it just can't happen. He's, like, now on the on the ship, like, you know. He's warning everybody about the thing, and, the, and half the crew's like, no, no, that's impossible. Those things, you know. Well, C- Kurt Russell had to leave Antarctica and go to uh, go to L.A. to save the yep. president's daughter. But afterwards, he ends up on the um, Enterprise, like, don't you know what what followed you onto the ship? It is this weird alien thing. It's not human. <laughs> we need some of your blood. We need to we need to check if it'll jump around. Like, trust me, I know what I'm talking about. I'm Kurt Russell. So I was thinking that, um, you know, when it gets down to it, Kirk realizes that uh, the red shirt that's possessed uh, is an alien. He realizes that the aliens just lonely and is in search of of love and so he basically gives the red shirt the tribbles and now you know there's affection with the tribbles but then the tribbles multiply and take over the alien i can see that the fuck is a tribble tribble is like exactly it's it's like this little fur ball you never see its face but imagine a furry like a furby face down and it's supposed to be adorable. It's not a hairless cat. It has a lot of hair. So it's right? like a goddamn gerbil. It's like a gerbil, except for it severely multiplies. So it's a fucking guinea pig. It multiplies really, really fast. So it's a space bunny. Essentially, yeah. Okay. Sorry, hmm. I'm, I'm versed in Star Trek The Next Generation, not Star Trek The William Shatner Show. Well, that was just one theory, so we, we could we could join uh, Picard and his crew. So Kirk is. Well, Kirk I just I just imagine like Kirk beams down and he's like investigating with his red shirts, and then uh, Picard beams down. He's like, number one, take over the ship while I'm gone. I must see what this threat is to humanity. So he beams down, and William Shatner's like, "What is it that you are doing here?" God damn it, Picard. Why do you always have to show up and ruin everything? Kirk, this is not something that should be meddled with. It's big enough that the two of us can join forces to save humanity. Your pride is not above the human race. My pride is above all races. And then they they talk to Kurt Russell, and he's like, There's an alien man, and it's taking over people and killing them. And we need fire. And, uh, you know, Picard is like, so it's a battle we're in for. I guess I need Lieutenant Worf. Please beam down, Lieutenant Worf. And then, you know, William Shatner, you know, Worf beams down and Shatner goes, oh, no, it is a Klingon. Watch out, Picard. I shall deal with this threat. And Worf is like, what are you talking about? I am an officer of Starfleet. I'm a proud Romulan. I'm proud, yeah. I am a proud Klingon. Klingon, yeah. And William Shatner goes, You are a liar. Klingons are not allowed to be in Starfleet because we are at war. 
Then they all get offended. Oh, how dare you say that? Do you know what time period this is? <laughs> that was a long time ago. So, you know, they, they settle their differences in, in some way or other and then go on to, you know, investigate together. Many red together. shirts die in the process. <laughs> yes, many, many red shirts die in the process. There's like two members of, of um, the ship that aren't main characters. <laughs> so all you're left with, like, down on the planet is uh, Worf, Picard, and Shatner. And then... Uh, Where the hell is Spock in all this? He, he's being logical. By not getting involved? Exactly. He's, he's like, having he's a conversation with Data. And so, like... <laughs> him and Data right now. Like, yeah, him and Data. Have a, playing chess. <laughs> playing 4D chess. Yeah. They're on the hollow deck. Ooh. That's Jordan, what it was Jordan the whole time. George is flirting with the uh with the hall with the uh the engineer oh. lady. But uh but yeah, so somehow the alien has some sort of like jamming technology and once it figures out there's a threat, it you know be, well, I mean the, the alien is from the thing is extremely intelligent and has the ability to build things as, you know, seen in the movie with the doctor. And um so I assume it builds some sort of jamming device to where they can't beam back up to the ship or they can't contact the ships to, you know, go back. So they have to find a way to defeat the thing. But, of course, most of their resources have been depleted because, you know, Kurt Russell blew up the whole fucking facility in the original movie. So do phasers work? That's a very, very good question. Do they work? I think so, yeah. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. Test them out on the red shirts first. Yep, they're good. Let's let's go get it. Don't worry, I'm sure he was an alien. But it's, I mean, the, the aliens need to be burned. They they need to be like right. destroyed completely. Does the phaser have that kind of power? There is a setting for alien destruction. Of course. <laughs> this is a setting that says the thing on it. That's right. It's like bat repellent shark spray. Every every officer of Starfleet carries one. Of course. This may be the baddest alien they've ever faced. Luckily, there's a setting for it. So, you know, they, they team up with Kurt Russell. And, you know, they're, they're hunting down red shirts because, of course, they don't know which red shirt is, is an alien. And all they can do is use, you know, a phaser to, you know, set him on fire or shoot him or something. Or, you know, Kurt Russell's flamethrower to, you know, heat him up to see if they have a terrible reaction. And they all have the same reaction of fucking burning to death. <laughs> Well, that proves it conclusively. They were aliens. No, all they did was burn. What if the this thing... This is not a proud battle. This is a massacre. Not fit for a Klingon warrior. This is not very logical. So what if the thing shapeshifts into the ship? Like, it is the ship, and everybody beams inside the ship, which is the belly of the beast. Well, the thing has to ingest... Does it just swallow the matter? entire crew? in order to take on the shape of that and has to give birth to it. So that's just, that's just not, not logical. That's not feasible. It, is any hypothetical swallow. podcast logical? It, it could not swallow the Enterprise and become the Enterprise. Illogical or not, we, we have to go by the rules of the monster. I mean, the monster, that's how it functions. It eats something and then it produces a clone of that. It, it, it works on a biological level. It, it does not work on a 
metal level. Makes sense. That was a that was a moment of silence. <laughs> like like are we are we it's like okay. So I mean maybe maybe it try like maybe somebody finally breaks through the barrier and like Spock beams down or somebody else like you know a, a minor major character, you know, um Chekhov. Okay, sure, Chekhov. <laughs> He's a navigator. So, you know, ch- you know, Chekhov comes down. And, you know, they, they think they finally defeat the thing, you know, but you still got like half the movie left or like 20 minutes or something. So they beam up to their respective ships and uh, the next generation flies away. And so we just focus on uh, Kirk and the original crew. Right. That, that's where Chekhov's from. Right. The original. Yep. crew. Yes. That's what I thought, because I don't recognize the name. Other it than, sounds a lot like something else, doesn't it? And it, like something Russian. <laughs> a little bit. Um, so. You know, then all of a sudden, shit starts going down on the ship, and oh no, Chekhov was replaced by an alien. Bum, bum, bum. So that means Chekhov was eaten by the alien. Yep. Ah, uh, poor Chekhov. I could see that happening, unfortunately. Yeah. It seems poor like guy. a good way for him to go. Well, not a good way, but it seems like an appropriate way. So then, then you get you know Spock formulating a plan, and you know Shatner dramatically taking off his shirt to do battle or some shit. God. I mean, thing. Do you, thing. let's see. <laughs> right. Let's see, on uh, Next Generation, they had that character in season one. It was her Tasha. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, the uh, the lieutenant. I she can't was remember a, her name. But yeah, she was like the bad a, security personnel. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I know her real name, Denise Crosby, but I forgot yeah, her. She, it's she Tasha Yar or something. Randomly got killed by this alien. It was like a mud creature. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so. she was a major character, but she just she wanted off of the show or something. Well, and I, and rumor heard, has it, you know, she uh, she did some some no no publicity, and since that's a family show, she couldn't be on the show no more. Oh, okay, and that's what she's like. I, I've heard that she said that's her biggest regret is leaving that show. Um, because like I mean, she did guest star in an episode like way later in the series as like oh, yeah. the twin sister. She was like a Romulan version. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, I was just saying, you know, that she could pop up because she was ingested by an alien, and who's to say it wasn't that alien? It wasn't the same kind of alien. <laughs> Could there be more than one? It's in the thing, like, um, they're, like, trying to eat somebody, and then it's going after Captain, uh, going after Picard, and he goes, wait a minute, hey, Wesley, come over here, and he throws him in front of oh, him. Oh, no. <laughs> Not it's only a matter of time. Here, Wesley, sacrifice yourself for me. Not and Crusher. Shut up, Wesley. And he's wearing his rainbow sweatshirt. Jordy LaForge has to, like, you know, on one end, you've got fucking Spock formulating a plan to defeat the thing and on the on the Enterprise from the original and then in the next generation you know story arc you've got Jordy LaForge coming up with a plan to like trap the thing in this elaborate Rube Goldberg kind of thing to like explode it or something you know Spock's and being the- all illogical and how's the this the the best and safest and least casualty and quickest way to do this and Jordy LaForge is like let's do this it's ridiculous, but it'll work. I swear. <laughs> Just gotta over engineer everything, Jordy, and don't it, you? Of course, it's like his uh, calling card. <laughs> so, 
My idea for the next thing to happen is suddenly the ship is being attacked by the Borg, of course. So, basically, Picard's like, oh no, not this again. I am not going through this. So, they're all trying to figure out, like, they're all still trying to figure out who the alien is. And the Borg's like, we're going to force you to assimilate, blah, 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 assimilate or die. I've done that once, Borg. I shall not be doing that again. (laughs) Get off my cock and get off my ship. So then, like, they're like, all right, we've got a plan. And, you know, Spock secretly figures out who the um, alien is because, you know, his logic and reasoning skills are magical because, you know, Vulcans Vulcan. and all that. So they, they like, um, basically find whoever it is and say, well, this is our new captain. And it's like, you know, he's some red shirt. They're like, he's going to go with you. And, you know, you guys won. You get to um, take over our captain and, you know, rule over us eventually. But it's, it was actually the thing who then ends up eating all the members of the Borg. Thus solving at least one of their problems, possibly making a bigger problem. Well, actually, no. Now the thing is in space in the Borg ship and all the Borg members are dead. I think it's a win-win situation. Yeah, it seems like a happy ending to me. So at no point in time did we get to see the Vulcan death grip. How did that work? Did Spock just put that on himself? Maybe that's how he convinced the um, the um, alien to do it. He's like, it's like, all right, it's you, bam, and that was that was the thing's only weakness other than fire. It was the Vulcan death grip, and he's like, all right, you get on the you get on the uh, Borg ship. Oh no, you took our captain. Oh man, this is terrible. The universe is over. All right, close the doors. Close the doors. I mean, alternatively, you can just have, you know, like, Herbert West, uh, West show up and, like, shoot up the, uh, give, give the alien an overdose of reagent, and it just kind of, like, explodes and dies, like, right off the bat. I'm kind of wondering what would happen if he, if he did give him reagent. Maybe, like, he would spawn into, like, all the different, like, um, things that it ate. And- you know, may- maybe, maybe the thing didn't ingest Chekhov all the way. And uh, Herbert West brought Chekhov back so that he can go back to the ship. And he was, he was fresh West. enough. I mean, it, it works. I, just, I can't remember who Jeffrey Combs played in, in the one Star Trek show. Uh, or else I would have run. He's him. an Andorian. He, he's an Ewok? No, I said Andorian. Yeah, Andor. Well, I mean, the fifth moon of Andor is where the Ewoks are from. But that's close enough to being an Andorian. His <laughs> character is actually <laughs> Herbert West all along. Only, you know... A different color. See, and, and he, he was able to live that long because he perfected the reagent. So he was able to live into the Star Trek age. There you go. Any other ways this could go uh, other than the the uh, Herbert West um, Borg idea? I mean, the the, the simplest way to um, is probably Kirk um, heads down to Earth and then seduces the thing and sleeps with it. And then that's it. I mean, peace. He may be peace between the thing it. and the human race. Well, it's like you were saying in the beginning, it, all he wanted after all was love. All he needs is love. But yeah, I mean that's I mean that's how that's how Kirk solved a lot of problems, right? Just slept with the enemy. Pretty much. Yeah. You um either you guys have any other ideas for the, how this could play out? Not really. I mean I was kind of curious about the video game now that you mention it. <laughs> um it was released on the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox, the original Xbox. Um, and it follows the story of the team sent in after transmissions stopped from the Antarctic base 
Um, you start at the original Norwegian base, and then you go to the American base. Um, or you start at the American base, and then go to the original Norwegian base. And um, every, everybody's dead. McCready's dead. Everybody's dead. Um, and you're just fighting, like, monsters that have spawned from the thing um, in various Antarctic locations. It's, it's pretty decent. Um, actually, that game is the whole reason that I went and bought the movie The Thing um, back when I was, like, 13 or 14 or something. That's pretty cool. It's like a reverse process, you know. Usually you, you see the movie, then you play the game, but it actually got you into the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the thing, and it's funny because every segment of The Thing is just called The Thing. The, the, the original movie is The Thing. The prequel movie is The Thing. The video game is The Thing. <laughs> so it's like, oh, The Thing is followed by The Thing and followed by The Thing. But the thing is the best one of the thing because the, the thing, thing from has, another you know, world. Kurt Russell. But yeah, the vi- the video game is actually pretty hard, but I I like it. I liked it. It was good. The only other thing I can I can think of with um the Star Trek thing is versus the thing is, what if like one of the Ferengis like Quark like ran into it? Would he try to sell it or something like that? I knew it was only a matter of time before Deep Space Nine popped up. I love Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine is <laughs> Is it Deep Space show. Nine the one that has Jeffrey Combs? I did. Yeah. I, I can't remember if he makes an appearance in there. I, I know mostly he's in the Enterprise one. Yeah. But he's Jeffrey Combs. He could be everywhere. He is everywhere. He was in Casablanca. <laughs> Imagine Quark, like, you know, trying to find ways to, like, incapacitate. It's like try to sell it as like a circus pet or something like that seems like a very Ferengi thing to do Herbert West visits the Deep Space Nine and he leaves behind some reagent by accident and Court sees it as a drink like some abstinent or something he starts selling it at the bar and everybody's downing this reagent serum (laughs) it's our new house special guys yeah it makes your your insides on the outside (laughs) so what, what would happen if you were to ingest the reagent but not be dead already. Have, has somebody done that? Um, actually, there is a um, there's a different cut of uh, Reanimator, which is the, a European cut, where Herbert West is seen injecting himself with the reagent to like help him stay awake and stay alert, and um, <laughs> be able to experiment you know further and better with it. I've I've never seen this version. I've only read about it, but. Um, but yeah, like there there is actually a version out there where Herbert West injects himself with reagent. Makes sense. Which would explain yeah. how he survives. Yeah, in, right. In the original movie. It's like uh, pre-energy drink days there. Herbert West actually created the first energy drink. So there we have it, another hypothetical movie that Herbert West invades. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, friends. A few ways that uh, Star Trek from the original from Generations or even Deep Space Nine could find out about the thing and deal with it in their own special, loving, or sexual way. I'm Corey. I'm Paul. Dave is frozen. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. (laughs) 